Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. On today's episode, Kelly and I are going to get into what the hell is going on with the Houston Rockets. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream. The MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row. That's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man. I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man. He do this for the Rockets. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel. With me, as always, is our man on the ground. Man, he's had a busy, busy week. He's a little bit tired. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might get him snapping at me. I, I, I don't know. But it's a man <laughs> on the ground, Kelly Eco. Kelly, how are you doing? Mo, what's going on, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just happy anytime I get to jump on the call with you, Kelly. Same. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you've been busy though, man. I mean, like, let's just kind of line it up. It's funny. (laughs) Like earlier, I think over the weekend, I was like, yo, we should pod this week and let's talk about like Steven Silas coming in and And the press conference, the press conference and all that stuff. stuff. And you wrote a lot of great (laughs) things on there. And I'm like, this is perfect. Like, let's, let's kind of, let's get into the Steven Silas era. And then it was like, all right, no, we can't. <laughs> no, 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 and and we were gonna pod yesterday, and then it was like, right. no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. We, <laughs> we 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 have to wait a day. We have to pod the next day because it's gonna get even crazier. And yeah. um, yeah, it's looking pretty bleak right now in uh, Houston Rockets land. Yeah, um, I think it's one of those situations in Houston where. Things will get worse before they can get better. Um, obviously, the writing has kind of been on the wall just about the kind of season it's been, at least behind you know closed doors, behind the scenes. Um, but there was hope you know, that with Steven Silas coming in, that with Rafael Stone coming in, that there was going to be you know, at least time to kind of run it back, if that makes sense. Um, obviously, last season, they flamed out in the second round again. But, you know, anytime there's a new coach who brings in new ideas, you know, new GM, a new a new face in the room, you at least have 
you know, optimism as a franchise. Um, but the Westbrook news, it came like a brick and, <laughs> through a glass window. So, And for those of you who have not been paying attention, uh, Russell Westbrook has demanded a trade. That's coming from a report from Shams Charanian. Uh, Shams, you, and our favorite, Sam Amick, teamed up to write yep, an article to, to dive into everything and and sort of uh, go through what's going on with the Rockets. And just, folks, right. if you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, I don't know how much longer you can wait, but now's the time to jump in. And you can read all of Kelly's stuff. I mean, Kelly, honestly, this whole month you've been killing it with your trade articles, with your appreciate with the your coverage of the whole Steven Silas hiring to the press conference to everything right. and to now this. So folks, don't right. miss out theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard. Don't miss out. This is the perfect time to jump. I don't know how long that's gonna last, folks. You you better jump in before that stuff gets too crazy. Uh and and you're gonna miss out on a great opportunity. But Kelly Man, we're we're in a little bit of trouble here on the show. First, yeah, yeah are, are we gonna have to? Well, we're, yeah, we're gonna have to. I mean, if they, um, I mean, if they trade Brody, are we gonna change the name of the podcast? You know, and and and, uh, and, 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 and I don't know what we're <laughs> supposed to do at that point. You know, I think just screw it, double down, and just go Brody and Brody. Forget it. Let's go <laughs> double down. Or, uh, or or the original the original name I had in my head, uh, MVP in the pod. Uh, I'm the MVP. What? No. no. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. I got. I got. Well, it was originally going to be. It was. Remember, it was originally going to be because you know, Russ and James had both won MVPs, so it was going to be MVPs in the pot. You know what? Right. Right. A play on the word peas in the pot, but you know we can't even do that anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I think. I think we should open it up to the to the to the listeners. You know, folks, send in your your best uh, podcast names. Go ahead and throw <laughs> out your podcast names. I got a few people already tweeting at me. A few of them. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the uh, "Shut Up and Listen" pod. Ah, I saw that. That's hilarious. That, that that's hilarious. That one made me laugh out loud. Uh, you know, but let's get into it here. The 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 real details of this all, and let's start with right. the Westbrook situation. Like he's demanding a trade, he's unhappy. He feels like there's no real accountability. It, right. sounds, it sounds like he's not happy with how the how the team plays. Like it, it right. sounds like he wants kind of a bigger role. And this was, you know, just a week ago there were rumors, right, of the, you know, the Clippers, and I think it was the Knicks kind of kicking the tires a little bit on Westbrook. And you know, now it's like he's just full on, like, hey, get me out of here. What's I mean, you wrote the article with with those guys, what's some of the insight you have there of, of Westbrook's unhappiness? Um, it stems from a lack of accountability like that you spoke to. And ultimately the bigger umbrella, I guess what you would call it is the culture in Houston. Um, it's been described as toxic. It's been described as a mess. Um, it's been described as just a lot of moving pieces and there's no real, I guess, structure. Um, part of it comes down from, you know, the star-centric, you know, treatment. You know, we saw in the past players have left because unhappiness with their roles, unhappiness with their inconsistent playing time. Even this season, you know, players like Austin Rivers, players like Eric Gordon, Daniel House, those guys have um, been given inconsistencies, you know, and and what's been expected of them and what they've been asked to do within the offense. Um, But more so, I think, 
if you combine the pressure, the yearly pressure of trying to win a championship and how they've come up short every time, you know, that tends to lead to a, you know, me, me, me thing instead of a we thing. And I think um, it'll only get worse before it gets better. Now that everything's coming out, people are, you know, going to get hip to it now. But this has been a problem since, you know, going back to last two seasons ago, game six, like with Chris Paul. Like, it's it's not a new thing in Houston. Like, this has been happening for a while now. And um, throughout the whole D'Antoni Mori era, you know, despite the success that they had, you know, it does come at a cost. And part of successful team building, you know, is the people aspect, the culture aspect, the the accountability aspect. And I think the Rockets kind of got really short-sighted in terms of, you know, put everything on the line to win a championship, you know, despite, you know, the kind of mess, you know, in the background. And now you see Russell Westbrook, who for a long time has played in a system in, in Oklahoma City where they were champion for their culture, where they're champion for, you know, the environment around the players and the team first atmosphere. He didn't experience that in year one in Houston. And and given his age, his injury history, you know, and father time, and, you know, like I said, the championship and legacy, he wants out. Well, are you surprised that he wants out? Is this a, a uh, shocking? Kind of. No, it's, it's, it's a bit of both. On one hand, I was surprised given the fact that the Rockets essentially mortgaged their whole future for him. They changed their whole entire offensive scheme for him. Um, this is James, one of James' best friends for years. Um, and all year long we heard, you know, why he came to Houston, you know, just playing in a spread system, open open space. And for a while he was playing the best basketball of his career. Um, then the, the hiatus happened, another injury happened, COVID happened, um, and you saw his playoff performance in the in the bubble. It wasn't the greatest. So, yeah, I, I was expecting under a new head coach, Steven Silas, who had spoken about, you know, kind of switching things up, you know, putting the ball more in, in Russ's hands and getting more actions, playing faster. Those all spoke to things that Russ likes to do. So I was, I was of the impression that they were going to give it, you know, at least see how it goes, but, you know, things change quickly in the NBA. Yeah, and today... Go ahead. Sorry. Go go, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's interesting because they made this whole big deal a year ago, or got it, or when the trade happened, it feels like 12 years ago at this point. But, you know, this whole thing of, like, we're going to make this work and things like that, you know, and, and you know me, Kelly, I'm a Debbie Downer. I was from the beginning, like, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think this is really going to work out. I'm not sure if this is a great fit, all that stuff. You know, when they went to the super small ball, we saw, like, Russ play probably his best basketball of his career. You know, the most efficient, maybe if not the best, but definitely the most efficient. And they went to great lengths to make him, you know, to to be able to to play this way so that he can can do all that. Some of that was, you know, just – they they still wanted to try to find a big they couldn't, but you know they they're really trying to make that effort, and it's it's just a surprise to me. And I'm I'm a bit kind of like looking back at everything. I'm just like, man, you really should have just tried to find a way to stay the course with Chris stay Paul, the course, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and Capella, and find a way to make these two work because those were the they were a hamstring injury away, you know, 
three years right. ago from from right. basically winning the series and and going to the finals. And at that point, I think most people had them over the Cavs to win the finals that year. And you know, it, it, the next year was a bad year. Chris was injured and stuff, and there was a lot of things there. But they just kind of were like, "Screw it, we're going." a whole different direction. And now that just feels like they're in a worse off position than where they were a year ago. And the thing that kind of hurts a little bit too, it's like you gave up so much, not just for Westbrook, but you gave up a ton for Covington. You know, you're, you're in this situation now where you don't have a draft pick. You're not, you don't have a lot of flexibility and um, you have a lot of unhappy guys. And, and, you know, I'm not even sure what, Westbrook can even get you in the trade market. Like, you know, you have any sense of what they're kind of looking for? If they're first off, are they even entertaining it? Are the Rockets going like, okay, Russ, we'll, we'll yeah, work with you. To- that's that's the that's the thing that at, at this point, I don't think Houston is actively, you know, shopping him. You know, that's kind of, that's not how these things work. All right. You know, when when you saw the Anthony Davis situation where the, the Pelicans said, okay, uh, you want out, we're still not just kind of shop you. If something comes and blows us away, then yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll consider it. But I don't think the Rockets are trying to shop him given, like I said, everything they've given up to get him and the moves they've made uh, with the coaching hire to kind of position themselves for a run again next season. So I don't think they're shopping him. But if you do eventually, you know, check on the market, what are you looking for? Are you trying to find, you know, do you want to move James back to the full-time point guard? Do you want to find, you know, a, a guard that doesn't require the ball as much as Westbrook, like a less usage guy who can, you know, spot up at times, play off the ball, a combo guard? There are different things that, that you need to look for. And that, a lot of it will come down to what, you know, Silas wants to, to run because, the whole thing we heard during the press conference between Rafael Stone and Steven Salas is they're a team and they're going to work together to figure out how best to optimize the roster they have now and how best to put pieces around that roster. So if Russ is indeed out, you know, I expect those guys to come together to find, you know, a suitable solution. Yeah. And it will be a very, interesting thing to see what they get back. Cause it's not like you're getting a young stud back and it's not to say that this isn't like Russ is trash or anything like that. You know, he's just got, he's getting old and he's got, I think 131 million left on his contract over the next three years. Like that's difficult yeah. to swallow for a team. And you know, there is interest. We saw, you know, reports from Shams, you know, that the, the Charlotte Hornets are interested. I mean, it's going to be teams like that. I think that would have interest in Russ. I don't think, I don't think there's a place for him on a contending team right now. I don't look at a contending team going like, "Hey, they're they're a Westbrook piece away from from being a potential champion." And I and I think that's kind of the situation. And then that brings this question to me, Kelly. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two questions here. Right. What is Harden's stance right now? Like, is where is he on all this? I mean, this is his buddy. He's asking to move. And depending on what they bring back, I mean, that's probably going to change right this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If they oh, move yeah. for us, I mean, I mean you know. I mean, they- right as of now, to your first question, he's he's locked in for the season, um, as we reported last night. Um, as far as what they bring back, I think you kind of have to evaluate you know, further down the line, you know, if I'm sure there's a world where, you know, this, this chance might be slim, but I'm sure there's a world somewhere where the Rockets have some big powwow, you know, they, they, they sit Silas, Russ, Harden in the room and they, and they kind of figured this shit out. Um, but you know, what does Harden want? Right. You no, know, he's been there. He's been there almost a decade now. And, um, and the way I look at it for me, Kelly, is just like this is kind of once you move Russ, I don't think you're getting a piece piece pieces. I think you're gonna get a couple of pieces. I don't think you're getting any that makes you a contender. You know, I think almost you might take a, a step back as a, a step team. back, right. And if that right. happens, I wonder if this becomes time to you know sort of be a, a a fire sale so to speak you know and that was that was the biggest that was that was their biggest worry whenever they brought in um Steven Silas and and Stone they were you know the senior guys in the team were thinking you know is this a rebuild and and I wrote this in the story but that's a big reason why um John Lucas was not only a retained but a promoted but so he could serve as the kind of a mediator, you know, between both sides and say, you know, I'm still here, uh, and we're still going to contend for a championship, and that stance hasn't wavered. But it, it's it's a, it's a doubt and it's a concern that it surely exists in the minds of many. It's not just you know, James and Russ. Yeah, I mean, you you look, we've we've talked about it before. You know, PJ Tucker's unhappy. You know, right. and he's looking for an extension, and I don't know right. if they're looking to give it to him. You know, they they have themselves kind of hamstrung a little bit with the Eric Gordon extension that uh, Daryl Morey no gave. No pun intended. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> um, you know they're they're in a tough spot there, and I think it's right. just you know they they're, they're in this whole scenario where it's like, I mean, what I'm worried about is this kind of being the the beginning of the end for them, you know, and, you know, or maybe not even the beginning of the end as much as like almost the end of the end, you know, like we've hit the end of the road. Cause you know, for everything we talk about, you know, part of this, you know, Tillman Fertitta has to eat some of this, you know, some of this is on on his plate, you know, uh, constant. I'm not ducking the tax. It's more more than some, like if you're going to, I was trying to be polite. I was trying to be polite, they got, you know, but it, it's a lot. It's a it's a whole ton. And I think right. a, a lot of this stems from like, this is a guy that's constantly trying to duck the tax. 
and and telling us he's not, but he's doing all of his actions say he is. And so now it becomes a, a challenging situation going forward. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what position these guys are in. And I think Russ and, and Harden are right to question, you know, are we a team that's really going to contend? Like, I never felt like this team was a contender this year. Even when they went small ball and looked pretty good, I still didn't think right. it was going to work out in the playoffs. And, you know, let's be honest, besides winning game one against the Lakers, they really didn't look like they belonged in the same floor with them. No, uh, they look thoroughly outmatched from, you know, point A to point Z. Yeah, and, and, and I just think that's the problem. And I think it's going to be a very interesting scenario how they kind of play this. I mean, for me, I think, honestly, the the sell that, you know, uh, Rafael Stone and Steven Silas have to be is like, yo, Russ, give us this this season. Let us figure this out. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting things here. You know, I am very excited about the Silas hiring. I think this is a guy, this is a coach who's been in the league for 20 years as an assistant coach, worked as a advanced scout, worked his whole way up, has the family lineage under Paul Silas, has done the job a little bit for Stephen Clifford when Clifford had to step away in Charlotte you know, for health reasons and, and, and did all right. And, and the reviews from that 21 game run were very high. You know, they went nine right. and 12 in that situation, but people were very impressed by him and what he had done. And, yep. you know, when you look at what he did in Dallas, you know, like he was one of the major architects for that offense. And I think, you know, everything he said in that press conference, I don't know if you saw those tweets, Kelly, me responding to everything, going like, yes, this is what I've been asking for. More optionality, <laughs> more variations to the offense and things like that. I think they need to really kind of, they got to sell this now to Russ and and James going like, this is the course we're on. Yeah. Um, I think the only problem with that is because there's such a short window for the off season between now and next season. It's kind of hard to like, if you had an elaborate plan, I think Jovan wrote this and it was, he was talking about something else with the Clippers, but it also applies to, to here. Like if you have this long elaborate plan to get better, to improve things, you need time. You only have what three and a half weeks or something like that before <laughs> opening tip. Right. For next season. So if you already have trouble at home, you have to worry about fixing that and then worry about implementing. Like, it's it's twofold. So maybe the best thing is to cut bait and like cut and run. I don't know. Like, if if Russ has clearly put his chips on the, on the table and said, I'm out of here, you don't have much time to dwell on that or try to fix things. Yeah, and I just don't think you'd get a lot back. That's the problem. Like, he's 31. He's awfully injured. He's the non-shooting threat. Um, He he has to come into a situation where he's afforded as much space as possible. And looking at the landscape, I'm not sure what team wants to play like that or what – like, I I couldn't see a team – maybe – I can't think. Maybe Orlando, but even Orlando, like I don't even see a suitable package there. Like what they would want to mortgage, unless they're just you know content with putting on several guys. But the market 
to me, it doesn't look that robust. Now, things might change around close to the draft. Um, but right now, I just don't see a, a suitable package that will equal giving up Chris Paul and, and, and the four first. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you have to equate it to what they gave up for him. So that's that's the problem. I think we're just at the point now, and I'm, I, I, I kind of can't believe I'm saying it. If Russ is literally staying, standing pat on the the – I demand to be traded. I don't. I will not suit up until you, till till I get traded. Now he hasn't said that part, but if he stands on this kind of hill and is demanding this trade over and over again, I almost think you have to start. I think you do have to do the fire sale, Kelly. I think you just have to be like, we're trading everything. Yeah, because those 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 assets look way less attractive without those guys around it. So you, you know, I think you have to start making moves. You know, you got to try to fit flip Robert Covington for something, you know, for a, a young player and a, and a, and a pick like he's going to have value. Robert Covington will have a lot of value. And I think a lot of teams should be calling and asking about him or, and, and if they're trading for Westbrook should maybe try to see if they can pry him away. I think, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of interesting things, but I think, you know, Covington, Tucker, Gordon, like those are all guys I think, you know, might be able to bring you back stuff. I don't know how much or what, but you might have to just go into fire sale and everything must go. And that I think that even puts James Harden on the table. Yeah, at that point you have to look at everything. Like you would you would you wouldn't be doing your due diligence if you didn't, you know, look at the roster top to bottom. So Yeah, I mean if you're doing a fire sale, I think that's the, your best asset is James Harden. And here's the other thing. I don't know where you can trade James. You, you know he's got a he's got the same contract as Russ, right? One hundred and thirty-one million over the next few years, and I think you know that's where it kind of gets interesting. And I don't know if it's not like again, I don't know if you can trade him to a contender because he himself is requires so much usage. And if he if he's going to not change how he plays and and wants the ball as much as he does, it's it's difficult to place him on a contender, right? So like I just I'm. It's going to be a really fascinating thing. I, and and I kind of I feel bad for Steven Silas cuz I feel like he, you know what he looks like he he looks like the meme where Donald Glover opens up the door and the uh and the <laughs> holding the pizza and the whole room's on fire. Like I kind of just feel like he just sort of stepped into a hornet's nest and now they're going to be in a whole rebuild situation. Would you take would you take Harden to Boston? For what am I getting back? Off the top of my head, I want to say, if I'm if I'm Boston, I probably don't. For Boston, to me, I think the thing for me about the Boston Celtics is I just think they're a big man away, and maybe not even like a a, a huge a crazy big man. right. Yeah. Just like a if they can sign Derek Favors or something. Like I don't think they're very far from a championship. And to me, like that's swinging the to, to hey, let's go get James Harden. Is I don't know necessarily. Maybe they're closer to the championship if they get James Harden, but I feel like what they have now and in the Eastern Conference, I don't think they need to make as big of a move or as splashy as a move to yeah. to, to get him. Now maybe it's you know I don't know, and I'm just drawing out stuff. So and and people we're we're literally brainstorming as we're talking. So you know, would you do uh, John Wall and a, and a young guy? And, and and a draft pick from Washington for, for Harden? For, for Russ? For Harden. Oh, for Harden. I mean, that depends on what you get back for Russ, too. Well, I'm just I'm um, just saying, let's just start at the like I 
Hey, I mean that's, that's not that's not crazy. You know, but John Wall has probably asked. They probably asked for more than that. Now nah, Houston would ask for more than that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, and maybe they get it. You know, it's it's you know, young stud and 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 future draft picks. I mean, part of it too is they got to start kind of reloading that asset cupboard of of draft picks. You know, and it's it, 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 I think that's something that they might need to start looking at and. Right. Man, it just gets tough. Like it's there's just tough scenarios of to like where you put Harden. It's it's so weird talking about this now when four months ago, five months ago, people were talking about you know the Rockets making a, a splash, making and, a run and, in the and, finals, the dark horse. To yeah, get to the, and the finals bubble and, stuff and all that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hey stuff changes so fast in the NBA. Man, listen, 2020 has been a hell of a year yeah. <laughs> like yeah. across the board with everything. Yep. And so it's just like, okay, we're, we're in this weird scenario. Um, you know, for me, honestly, Kelly, the kind of the way I sort of look at it is if I had to make a prediction, I think they trade Russ. I honestly, I think the Knicks are, are, are would be begging for a guy like Westbrook. Um, you know, I think they make a move like that. I think they slowly kind of start sending guys off. And I think by the end of next season, Harden is, uh, I think Harden plays somewhere else the start of next season, the 21 22 season. I think he's not wearing a Rockets uniform. So next season? Yeah. Like this one coming up or the, the one? one after? 21 22. Oh, okay. All right. That's. Hey. I, I just think we're just I think we're just in the I think so too. I think we're in the final uh, days of Rome falling. If you can call it Rome. No, it's not Rome. I tried to get poetic. See, I tried. You know, every now and then I try and it doesn't always work out. You know. You gotta shoot those shots sometimes though, Kelly. See where it lands. Do you? No, not always. Not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess I guess not. Way to make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> miss you, buddy. <laughs> oh, I miss you too, man. Hey, before we go though, let's talk a little bit about the Steven Silas hiring itself. Because right. you mentioned it, and and whether it he ends up playing the role that he was gonna play or not, I think it's extremely important that they kept John Lucas, you know, and, and right. promoted him as the the top dog. Even if those guys are gone, I just think he's a valuable asset for for coach Silas kind of moving forward, you know, a guy who this is his first year as a, will be his first full year as an NBA head coach and things and having a guy like coach Lucas, who you can kind of lean on a little bit. I think that was a, a, a real important thing. And I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's somebody who understands uh, every player on that roster and understands how to deal with everybody individually. And that that's what his value is to the team. So even if he's not a Steven Silas, who's a offensive savant or somebody who can come in and change some things, you still need that guy as your number two to just, um, and it's not a traditional number two where he also has to be almost like a therapist uh, for, you know, the roster because last season was something and they went through a lot. So I, I do think that his job will become even more important um, in the coming season. Yeah, I think he's going to be extremely important. And I think this is something that I'm happy to see him, you know, st- stick with the Rockets. I'm also, again, like I said, I'm 
excited for for Steven. Yeah, Silas. yeah, because, yeah. Because Steven Silas, like I, I think to your point, what you said, the biggest thing uh, why people are excited is because he offers the the hope of you know versat- versatility. He's not just going to be rigid and stick to one scheme and one style of play. You want, you want to have a lot of tools in the shed. So I think Rockets fans should be excited to see kind of what he can do. Now, obviously, it's going to be much easier if you have your best players with you. But, you know, he's been able to work with Dallas, um, other teams around the NBA for almost two decades. So there's a lot of experience there. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how he transitions to you know, the front of the bench. I think they got a good coach. And and whichever yeah. team that yeah. he ends up, whoever's on the team, you know, this year and the years in the future, I think they got a, a good coach to to lead them forward. And, and we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. Kelly, I mean, I, who knows if this is still going to be the Brody and the Beard podcast the next time we pod. Uh <laughs> I just called the the the, the Kelly and Mo show. The Kelly, uh, why, why you go first? Why can't it be the Mo and Kelly? Because it rhymes. Because it rhymes. Then Mo show. The Mo and Kelly show works also. It does. It doesn't matter the order. I'm just saying. This I'm is just. I listen. I'm just messing around. It could be the <laughs> Kelly and Mo show. We know you're the star. We know everybody loves you. Kelly. <laughs> everybody wants more of the uh, uh, tur- turtleneck shorty. Hey, if, if if Russell Westbrook goes to the Knicks, one of my good friends, uh, Francis, he's he's a Knicks. He's a Knicks diehard. Um, I don't know why, but we'll get into that later. But <laughs> he, he says he's gonna blame me. He says it's all my fault. So <laughs> we might we might have to get him on. Also, by the way, folks, we gotta shout shout out our guy Marcus Allen Thompson, who who gave you a shout out in a song. Hey, street. Hey, man, that song is crazy. You know, hey, I saw that, that. And, and and listen, man, Marcus, I'm waiting, man. Mo rhymes with a lot of things. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not for everybody here. <laughs> but shout out, shout out Marcus. Uh go stream his song now on title. So give me a shout out. <laughs> Give gives Kelly a shout out. Kelly's getting too big time for us, folks. I mean, we're going to get to a point we I'm might not be able to get, get him on his own podcast. I'm never going to be too big, man. <laughs> well, it's gonna be, man. well, anything else you want to touch on? What do you have coming out this week? Anything more? Um, yeah. So next week is free agency week, so expect a lot of content about who's staying, who's going. I'm going to have a Rockets big board of targets. Uh, Serge Ibaka, those guys are on there. Known as Noel. Um, you know, people like that, Christian Wood, people's there's gonna be a lot of names on that list. So stay on the lookout for that. Um All right. Well, for Kelly Eco, for super producer Andrew Schlecht sitting in the background making us sound better, and me, Mo DeKeel. We out. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.